Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello and welcome to another Minutes with Mute. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Galtier, your host, uh, joined alongside BC IMG sideline reporter and former quarterback Scott Mutrin joins us as BC big win last Friday night over Miami approves to six and two, uh, and now with a loss of NC State to Syracuse, actually controls its own destiny for this season. That's right, Eagle fans. BC wins out. It will be traveling to Charlotte as the Atlantic Division winner uh, to square off in the ACC Championship. And also, too, rankings out, BC number 22 in the inaugural college football playoff rank release uh, here in 2018. So BC 22 and uh, room to move up here as Scott joins us. First of all, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, overall, great game on Friday night, great atmosphere, and uh, a great performance on national TV. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great performance, and there's nothing like the atmosphere of the Red Bandana game. And it's not, you know, it's not just the game that's so great to watch. It's everything that's going on, whether it's the videos or the teams being honored or the, just the overall atmosphere. It's just, it's so special as a BC grad to be there and see that. And so many people come back for that game, and it's being, you know, it's been prime time on a Friday night like that. That's just you know everything that you could ever ask for for a school. You're getting all that exposure and get to see everything, and it's it's just a really, really great honor for BC. And they haven't you know they haven't disappointed the last two nights, uh, last two games. They've they've beaten two Florida teams. So and this performance was just a it was a solid performance, minus maybe one or two things from start to finish. But you know pretty pretty dominating performance on the line of scrimmage for BC. All right, so let's get let's break it down. First of all, how did you feel the offense did on Friday night? A.J. Dillon back, making his presence felt, I'm sure, creating a lot of space for Anthony Brown and Colby White. Uh, overall, the offense played pretty well. I think the final total was 422 yards offensively. Yeah, you know, A.J. Dillon is just such a special player, and his ability to, to really make the best out of some bad plays, I, I would say, you know, he did have a touchdown, but the, the highlight run of his night was a, was a run where it looked like he was trapped in the backfield for a seven-yard loss that he cuts all the way across the field and ends up getting a 22-yard gain. It only ends up a field goal for BC, but that was just such a special run as to what he brings to the table and just so impressive to, to watch that. Uh, it's, it's nice to have him back, and you can tell there's still moments that he's not 100%, but... AJ Dillon at whatever he is, if it's seventy five percent, is still is still a damn good football player. And then you look at too BC and the defense side. I thought they had a really good uh, performance, Scott. Uh, especially that defense, in my opinion, that defensive backfield, the corners, safeties, and even the linebackers really coming on strong, and they seem like they're gelling at the right time and right part of the year. Well, it's safe to say if your if your defensive backfield you know tied for the lead in the nation with interceptions that they're having a pretty good year, and you know two more with with Tajamir Torres and uh, Tam Cheevers getting an amazing, you know, seven seven ricochet tipped interception. Uh, just they've been, you know, opportunistic. They're smart. Their technique is good. And one of the things that you notice is 
a lot of the teams that in college football now are, are playing the, the spread offense, and the, the concept of that offense is to play at a quick pace, and there's, there's not a ton of diversity to certain routes, or there are certain tendencies that teams have with formations and down and distance, and BC has been coached very well by Anthony Campanelli back there, that they, they attack their t- the technique, and they also... They also attack routes, and they're not afraid to, to jump on routes and play some man coverage to try and create those turnovers. And I think you see that, especially in, in Taj, you know, Tajmir Torres' interception. It was him knowing the route that was coming and him breaking on the ball. And both those turnovers resulted in 10 points for BC. So that's those are big factors. If you're able to turn the other team over and score points off those turnovers, more often than not, you're going to be on the on the winning side of the game. And it's been it's been a pleasure to watch those those defensive backs really kind of hunt the ball and and really not even give up any big plays on the other end. I think they only averaged 3.8 yards a catch in that game and only gave up 305 yards. After you know giving up 14 points, they throw a shutout in the second half, and there's been some really impressive performances and some new guys stepping forward. I think the the best and biggest name for me that stuck out the last couple games, well, the last three games, I would say, is Isaiah McDuffie, sophomore linebacker out of Buffalo. He has just been amazing. He had 12 tackles on Saturday, on Friday. And he's just been a he's been a force, and he shows up everywhere on tape. And uh, he's a nice young, a talented athletic linebacker that folks from BC should enjoy watching for the next couple of years. And then we talked a little bit earlier. Scott, I asked if you're concerned at all with special teams kickoff coverage, especially, and you said no. Just like to get your thoughts on that and just how special teams performed overall uh, against Miami. Well, you know, you make a field goal and then you you miss it. Well, you make two field goals and you miss you miss a field goal uh, at the end that would have you know made it a two possession you know a 16 point game, which yep. is two touchdowns yep. and two two point conversions, but a little more breathing room. And I'm I'm not overly concerned with the kickoff coverage. I think more those are more of a byproduct of the kicks just not getting deep or high enough that the cover teams weren't allowed to get there. And um, Miami did a good job returning the ball and creating some some good field position. And, you know, they shortened field, gave them touchdown opportunity in their first drive. But after that, the punt teams did well and pinned, pinned Miami deep, didn't give them a lot of room to negotiate. And the cover teams did well, and, and the kickoff return teams didn't do a bad job as well. So uh, special teams seems to have settled itself. The, the kick return things are you know that's it's more than than just a unit covering i think it was just more of a kick depth issue and other things and then now let's let's look ahead this bc six and two 22 now in the nation college football playoff and you know uh, interesting road tests a game in blacksburg against virginia tech bc by the way favored by two points down in blacksburg i cannot remember the last time I, actually i know for a fact that has never happened before uh, so interesting matchup with the Hokies who are struggling this year. And really when we break it down, a game that Boston college should leave with, uh, being seven and two. Yeah. And you know, you look and that's why, you know, they, they play it on paper. BC looks to have some advantages, but Virginia tech's a pretty talented team still offensively. They're doing a nice job. Ryan Willis is filling in for jo- um, Josh Jackson and at the quarterback position for them. And he's got 10 touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. So he takes care of the ball, averages you know a little over 200 and I think 50 yards a game, 60% completion. Um, so he's doing a good job. I think the thing that's shocking most people this year is, is Virginia Tech's inability to stop people on the defensive end. Bud Foster's defenses are normally not 
prone to giving up uh, a lot of chunk yardage, a lot of chunk yardage in big plays. And you look at the Georgia Tech game. Georgia Tech ran 78 plays against Virginia Tech, and they threw the ball one time for for an incompletion. So they they really controlled the line of scrimmage and really made it difficult. Um, you know, they ran the clock out. They, they had some big plays. Virginia Tech had a lot of trouble tackling Tobias Oliver, the Georgia Tech quarterback. And it's surprising to see because that Virginia Tech defense is traditionally known as being, you know, maybe a little bit undersized, but uber-athletic guys, guys that fly to the ball, very aggressive, really, you know, penetration, a lot of gap, you know, shooting the gaps and making it difficult for offenses to find their timing. And BC struggled the last time they played Virginia Tech down in Blacksburg, 49 nothing. I think that, you know, memory's going to stick with a lot of these upperclassmen's uh, mind. But uh, that that's the team that you're used to. And I think this team has got some, some youth on the defensive end and they're struggling a little bit. But they're still talented. They're just having some mental lapses and allowing some big plays. And that's what's hurt them in all their losses this year. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. So, BC, what, what other key uh, performance do you see that uh, weaknesses that BC needs to work on to try to get over the edge against Virginia Tech from a BC perspective, Scott? Well, from a BC perspective, I think on, on offense, there's two things. I would say, the first, you know, in the first half, they started out well. They were four for nine on third down, and in the second half, two for nine. Now, some of that was a byproduct of you know, the, the situation and trying to just run the clock out and, and just playing with the lead there. And then the other thing is penalties, eight penalties for 70 yards. They, they can't too many penalties that are hurting them. They have a, a big hold on a kick return for, for Mike Walker that I thought was questionable. And then a couple other holds on, on important runs that either change field position or put them in scoring position that, that took them out because of the penalties uh, offensively. But, them con- continuing to control the line of scrimmage and, and con- control third downs. If they can stay on the field and, and convert on third downs, which they did in their first two drives, which are t- two 10-play drives that resulted in touchdowns, and then follow that up with a 21-play drive that has resulted in a field goal, like that means BC's converting on third down. And if they do that, that is the, the, you know, the roadmap for success for Boston College. Now, if you flip it to the other side of the ball, you look at the defense, and you know def- defensively, it's quarterback run like a lot of quarterbacks have been having some success running the football against boston college and and malik rozier had a success running he was the leading uh rusher for for miami and that was some some issues with some linebackers really not kind of staying in their gaps and taking care of their responsibilities but other teams have had success running the football with their quarterbacks and then you know in the first half miami miami third down again here we go they were five for nine in the first half so DC, if, if they expect to win and kind of you know get this this seventh win versus Virginia Tech, they're going to need to to convert on third down and continue to, to cause some some turnovers. But the one thing you say that what you want to do on the in the road in a conference game is you want to bring your defense and you want to bring your running game. And if you bring those two and you you don't turn the ball over, that's usually going to be a good recipe for you to take on the road with you in any conference game. 
And that's a great segue. Let's talk about the last couple minutes we had, the conference as a whole, Scott. Uh, BC getting a good break. I mentioned earlier, Syracuse beats NC State. So Syracuse now, by the way, ranked 19th in the college football playoff. But uh, Syracuse only has, already has two ACC losses. Now NC State has um, two as well. So BC controls its own destiny around the ACC. Uh, also around the, take a look, Florida State, jeez. That program has fallen off. Clemson came to Tallahassee. What used to be a showcase game for the conference, an absolute blowout down in Tallahassee uh, in Clemson's favor. So just your thoughts quickly in the ACC. As things begin to shape up here in the final four or five weeks. Yeah, that Syracuse-NC State game looked like a 7-on-7 rematch with both quarterbacks thrown for over 400 yards. Yeah, and there the were guys running wide open in the Carrier Dome all, all Saturday afternoon. Uh, Syracuse has done a good job. They've had you know a nice win uh, versus Florida State, and uh, Eric Dungey with a nice bounce back win after he struggled against North Carolina the week before for Syracuse. Um, you know you don't want to look further down the road. I think that's what got BC in trouble against Purdue is that they they saw Purdue after they'd won their first three, and they're like, all right, well. Let's just, uh, you know, this next one's going to be fine, and we're going to just go on the road and beat these guys. And they didn't show up to play. And, and I think you can sense that from the from the tone of the locker room and the just the tone of the interviews that you're hearing from a lot of the players is that maybe they messed up, but they're not going to let that happen again. They're a veteran team, and they're they're they remember what happened versus Virginia Tech last two years ago. One, and then I think that they they really have bigger goals than to just be in the top 25. And if with them knowing that they can control their own destiny if they win the rest of their games, that's that's their motivation, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play on the road. And it, it would be nice to see you know BC come out with that aggressive game plan where they really threw the ball uh, on first down. They threw the ball a lot in those first couple drives, which really softened Miami's defense up, and then allowed AJ Dillon to do his work. And you know when you see that, that's that's the type of offense that BC needs to play, and some, you know sprinkle in a, a big play here or there. And, and that's exactly how you want to play it. And Florida State is just, I think, the biggest thing, if you look at if I had to pinpoint one thing from watching Florida State this year, is their offensive line play is just not what it's used to be. And they're struggling to run the ball. Cam Akers, who was their all-ACC running back last year, is, is only have, you know under 500 yards rushing through eight games. And he's struggling to get going. DeAndre Francois is, is, has to carry that team, but they give up a ton of sacks. They're, there's not a lot of time. And that offensive line is really struggling and Clemson you know sacked Francois five times you know they had an interception and a fumble recovery so they're disruptive that Clemson defense they you know everyone wants to talk about Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne on the offensive side but that Clemson defense run by Brent Venables is a formidable defense you know number three in the country right now and these guys are uber athletic and they just they are fast there's about six or seven guys that are probably going to play in the NFL on that defense right now. And those guys are just an impressive, an impressive squad that gets kind of left in the, you know, left in the background because of how explosive and talented their offense is and the numbers they've put up this year. Well, all right, Scott, as always, it should be a very exciting weekend. Thank you for joining us. What's the travel schedule like? When's the, when are the Eagles going to depart for Blacksburg? Well, usually you leave around Friday mid-afternoon, so I imagine we'll, we'll, we'll meet at the airport. And then since it's a later game, you'll, you'll have a little more time in the morning. I'll probably, 
you know, get out there Friday night. Usually we go out as a, you know, the broadcast crew tends to go out together. Sometimes we'll meet up with the TV guys if, if they're doing the game or if we know them. And, or if not, we'll just go with uh, me, Meter, and Pete. If we get some, you know, some nice fans always want to hang out and like chit chat and stuff, and then you know, get a nice, get a nice little quiet night. I have four kids at home, so to me to get a night in, in a hotel room and sleep by myself on the weekend is actually a very, uh, a nice, a nice change of pace. Although hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this podcast because then she'll be pretty upset. But that's then you got to kill some time before you head over to, to the uh, to the field. But there are a bunch of good games, so I'll probably head over early and, and get to the stadium and watch some games on TV. Um, but that being said, but for everyone listening uh, to the game on Saturday, know that Virginia Tech traditionally has a very, um, very nice press box that takes care of meter because they usually have like a basket of candy in there for him. So for him, that's like the greatest gift he could ever have. It's well stocked with little treats for meat. I was I was going to ask you, what is Meter's Friday night meal like? Where where where, um, where are you guys going? In Blacksburg, he's, he's Blacksburg, Virginia. The guy like. They'll probably have a sweet tea of some sort and uh, <laughs> a burger or something. He's, he doesn't venture into the to the crazy food uh, items on the menu more. That's that's more of Pete's speed, and we tend to do a little more of the local fare because it tends to be better than uh, you know going to like a chain or going to just some some steakhouse. It's always nice to go. Uh, it's always nice to go to a local place where you get a feel of the the, the the food and everything, and it's almost like my own personal diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, there you go. Maybe Although, like uh, maybe like meals, meals, mush and mute or something like that. I don't know. I got to figure out the better M's to throw in there. But <laughs> <laughs> minutes with mute on the road. There you go. Exactly. Blacksburg might be. I've been there a couple times. That's that's a tough one. That's not quite like Atlanta or Miami for right. the restaurant it scene. But you know what, Mike, you you weren't out there in the mid '90s when it's it's even was even less than it is right now. So um, you know, it, it has actually developed a lot more since. Uh, you know, since I was there in the mid '90s, and even uh, every year we go back out there, it seems like something new's popping up there. It's the area's kind of uh, the the success of the university, obviously, is filtering into the uh, to the city. All right, Scott, three forty-five. We'll be listening. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm, based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.